Good afternoon and welcome to Good News Updates with Living Compassion. I'm pleased to be joined this afternoon by Bob, who is here to speak with us about his experience of participating in the recent at-home working meditation day. Welcome, Bob. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for being with us. Sure. So it was, I guess, a couple of Saturdays ago that quite a few of us gathered together to have another at-home working meditation day, and we thought it would be fun to get to hear from someone about their experience of doing that. So thanks for being with us to do it. And maybe you could start us off by talking about that. Yeah, so uh, it's actually one of my uh, favorite kind of workshops to do at home. Um, and I'm looking at this today. So we're, you know, basically we're doing working meditation and kind of a task of our choosing being supported by practice uh, throughout the day and given some assignments around that. And, you know, what, what I really enjoy about it is that, you know, I, I do, I'm doing essentially whatever I would normally do that day. So I could be, you know, washing the outside of my car, cleaning my bathroom or whatever, right? But I'm getting to do it with the support of practice. And, and it literally just changes the entire experience. Mm. And that right there is so helpful, isn't it? So choosing something that's your, quote, regular routine that you'd be doing anyway and getting to do it with the support of practice sangha in this context, I project that gives a really helpful contrast in seeing how things happen. Right, right. And, and you know, the immediate obvious thing is, is that it quickly becomes not about the doing or the thing I'm trying to achieve, yeah. right? Um, I think it's pretty much every working meditation at the monastery we're instructed. It's not about getting whatever it is done. It's about yeah. practicing, being, yeah. you know, learning to uh, essentially, this is not what they say at the monastery, obviously, but like, you know, to kind of to, to kind of be in life, to be doing the things we're doing, you know, with, you know, the mind of meditation. It's not about getting it done. It's about being here for whatever actually is here. Yeah, 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 completely. It's not about the doing, that in that context it becomes really clear what's actually true all the time in our lives, but it's often obscured, which is that it's not about the doing, right? It's about just being here with life in whatever happens to be the thing right now, whether it's cleaning our bathroom or cleaning your car or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. And and one of the the great things I saw... Uh, during this working meditation was, um, I'm not sure exactly how to put it, but something along the lines of like in presence, all is revealed. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm going through, you know, doing my task. And, and like conditioning is always like, well, should I do this? Should I do that? Is this right? Is this wrong? Is it okay to do this? Is it not okay to do this? And that is all just <laughs> not in presence, obviously. It's just in condition mind. But if I'm willing to, you know, you know. So in the first part of the day, you know, the instruction was to be counting our breaths, one to ten, just over and over again as we're doing our assignment or whatever our task is. And and when my attention is on that, what I get to see, um, one one basically the first big thing is is like, well, conditioning is saying all those things to me, trying to like to get me up into conditioning to figure everything out. Um, mm-hmm. But then when I'm actually here, right, when a question rises, huh? You know, I'm kind of just kind of hitched my back. Should I be doing this thing right now? Um, you know, if I'm here, I get an answer to that question. Yeah. Oh, so perfect. So in presence, all is revealed, which I can't help saying feels so much like what we're being supported with in the year-long retreat, right? It's just, mm-hmm. I mean, it really goes with what you're saying. It's not doing. It's noticing. And in that noticing, it's incredibly practical, as Ashoni often points out, <laughs> down to the place of, so there you are doing the task. And if you're just in presence, right, you might get some information about, hey, you know what, this might not be the most intelligent thing for the back right now. And then you can shift, you know, if you need to shift, go to a different task or shift the way you're doing it, the physical way you're doing it, or stop and stretch for a moment or whatever it is. But that key element that everything brought into presence is what um, is what really takes care of us, truly takes care of us. Right, right. And, and one of the things I love about this is that, you know, 
we're human beings living in this physical world. We're always doing something. We're always going to be doing right. things, right? It's not about the doing, yeah. but we're going to be doing things all the time. So why not yeah. support myself by actually doing it, yeah. you know, with Sangha when I can and in the state of meditation when I'm not? Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. And people will often talk about that's why, you know, when, when we were way back when we were able to all be together <laughs> and we had retreats, <laughs> that working meditation machines were so helpful because it came the closest to kind of, you know, our everyday lives. Because, you know, it's wonderful hey, Jen, to be on retreat. Jen, Jen, you're slipping away there from the end of Michael. He's kind of hearing the same thing. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's that, me, Bob. That's, that's, my, that's, that's better. better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you slipped um, away for a second. Now you're back. Okay. Great. Thanks, Michael. Yeah. Um, that working meditation retreats are so helpful, people would talk about, because it's the thing that most brings in our everyday life element that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I know one of the things people talk about with the at-home retreat is it even takes it to the next level, which is that it's one thing to really be able to (laughs) to not have it be about the doing with the task at the monastery, where it's not, quote, mine, right? It's not my thing. It's not my taxes. It's not my whatever it is. But to take that into our own lives, in our own houses, and be able to practice that same level, it's not about the doing, it's the presence, it's so huge. Yeah, yeah. And and just what that brings up for me is, like, it's also something I think we're looking at in a year long, but, you know, that, that essentially that, you know, there's an opportunity there to actually to, to show up, at, you know, with the mentor in presence. Yeah. Right to care mm-hmm. for this life, for this human being in this moment, yeah. and yeah. and I just saw that during the retreat. It's like, you know, I just saw it's like, well, you know, sitting in zazen the way my back is today is actually not not a kind of thing to do, and so I thought, well, what if mm-hmm. I do walking meditation? And then immediately conditioning went in with like, what? That's not what we're doing here. And what prompted in because I was in the midst of this retreat is like, well, who says like this is actually the kindest, most compassionate thing I can do? How can anything be wrong with that? Yeah, yeah. But everything is an invitation to look. It's like what you were saying a few minutes ago, Bob. There's no right, there's no wrong. That's the conversation that conditioning wants to bring Mm -hmm. us into. But instead, it's not about that, you know, figuring any particular thing out. It's about noticing all of it, just seeing all of it, right? Because in, that's what what the phrase was, I'm trying to think of, in presence, all is revealed, as you said earlier. That just seems like the, the core of all of it. Yeah, yeah, and that's, you know, that is just, <laughs> especially over the past number of years, like, you know, I don't know how many, but recent years, like, I just keep coming back to that again and again, that any time I'm kind of, there's, like, I'm in some kind of condition, you know, this or that, right or left, right or wrong kind of conversation, I can just drop that and just get here, and not get here to actually answer that question, but get here, and then if that question, if the answer drops in, great, if it doesn't, great. <laughs> but I'm not in that conversation anymore, being tortured by conditioning. Exactly. It's like the problem box, right, that we were talking about some months back, that we're, we're handed this, quote, problem, you know, this issue that needs to be solved, and only to find out that actually the, quote, solution is to come back to presence. Because mm-hmm. in presence, we realize that the only issue is the conversation, so there we are, you know, in a day together with Sangha, you know, doing the things we would normally be going about doing or some folks, you know, chose a project that maybe was, you know, isn't what they normally do, but something that's been on their list or whatever it is that each person chose to work with. But then we have that support to do what you're talking about, which is to bring it all into presence instead of to be basically brought into a, con- a conversation with conditioned mind where it just becomes suffering. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, and just the last thing I'd say is just that it, it's it's it's. Been, I was looking at it today, like it's very much like we've been talking about. I think Ashwini mentioned this recently in some other context, like, like you know, what gets revealed in, in just sitting in front of that white wall, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing, right? That if I'm if I'm just doing a task of any sort and I'm doing it in present, mm-hmm. everything is revealed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah, and I was just, as you've been talking, Bob, I've just been thinking about, I think it was a number of years that we didn't do these, and it feels like mm-hmm. such a generosity, 
that someone has stewarded bringing them back to us. I think we've had three this year, if I'm not mistaken. And having that just kind of regular chance to come back, come together, you know, be together for the day, be supported through the day, you know, in all these different ways, and incorporating our, quote, everyday lives into practice really feels um, like it's a gift to all of us. So thanks for being with us to talk about it today. You're welcome. Great fun. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. And Michael, we'll turn the show over to you. Wonderful. Thank you, Bob, and thank you, Jen. Good afternoon, and welcome to Open Air with Sherry Huber. Good afternoon, Sherry. Good afternoon, Michael. Doesn't it just make you want to just bring conscious awareness to some chores? Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. It's a great <laughs> idea. Yeah, talk about a skill with a lot of a broad application. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that was a great conversation, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, in presence, all is revealed. Yes, yes. Well, and that that uh, you know, we're just so conned into believing that we have to do something, mm-hmm. right? And and. And to realize that mm, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> what we need to in quote do is be here, and then, as was just stated, you know, every, then everything is revealed, and maybe there's something to do, and maybe there isn't something to do, but it's all going to unfold, <laughs> and us running around wringing our hands and being frantic is just not adding anything helpful. Not Except adding any value. Yes. Yes, yes, of course. (laughs) And I have some announcements here. Good. Reflective Listening Buddies is a powerful support for practicing awareness, requiring us to show up and be present every week for 30 minutes. This popular program begins a new quarter, October 15th. Conditioned mind works overtime to stop us from keeping commitments, no matter how big or small they are. The Keeping Commitments Buddy Program, starting October 15th, pairs participants with a buddy for accountability and support in practicing with our commitments. Those are are just two of the best supports, right? I think about... um, the uh, virtual meditation, you know, the yes. same kind of, you know, it just comes right into our house. Well, it's kind of like the retreat, right? Just comes right into our house and supports us right where we are in our life. Good. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And for these and other opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders for today. If you'd like to talk with Sherry, press star six and then one to make a show and get in the queue. And a conversation on one topic, please, in about five minutes would be great. All right, Sherry, I think we are ready here. All right. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Isata here from Lima. Oh, my God. I Hi, was so hoping, I was so ho- hoping not to be on them. But, uh, <laughs> see? 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 Don't do that. Don't do that. Life will mess you up. Hi, God. I, I am looking at uh, an identification. Uh, it's uh, uh-huh. very, it's content related, but it's something I just started noticing and it really affects my life. And so I, I just wanted, maybe you, see if you can shine a light because it's something I hadn't noticed before. So maybe you can just tell me where to look. Mm. Yeah, what's I, going on? I realized 
uh, that due to, I think, society or stuff like that, uh, when I'm, I have been uh, conditioned to want approval from men, meaning men, uh, masculine figures, you know. Oh, yeah. And I, ha I have just started noticing how much when I'm uh, around uh, men, I act differently, kind of a little dog looking at them like, <laughs> you know, like with big eyes, wanting them mm -hmm. to, approve him, to approve me. Not, I'm exaggerating with the dog image, but, but, but mm -hmm. I hadn't realized to what point my, my behavior is approval seeking from, from, these, from them. I'm, sh I, I'm kind of in shock for having noticed this. <laughs> well, you know what's uh, interesting to me? First of all, I, I don't think it's unusual. Uh, at some point, maybe we'll have a, a fellow call in and, and, uh, and talk about, uh, you know, a male looking for approval. The approval of women, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's the, the same kind of thing, but uh, certainly it's not unusual for women. We're heavily, 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 heavily conditioned practically from day one to be pleasing to men because that's, you know, historically that's, that's been the, the female's survival. You know, you had to, I mean, up until very recent times, you, you, and in, in a lot of the world, you still have to have, have a male uh, to escort you, to take care of you, to do things for you, to make your life work. So it's really very recent times um, that women are not completely dependent upon men uh, to have their lives work. Uh, in addition, I, I don't know if we've talked about this, but and I don't know where I read this. I can't remember, so I have no idea who to credit. But... Somebody had done a study, and uh, the thing that men are most afraid of is being embarrassed, and the thing that women are most afraid of is being murdered. Huh. So uh, most women are not murdered by women. And so, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on with that, uh, that desire to be approved of or accepted or... Uh, that sort of thing. Now, what the so in addition to that, I know you've talked a lot about um, you know attraction to men and dating men and having crushes on men and you know mm -hmm. that whole hedonistic thing that um, and so I'm guessing that that there was an assumption during all of that 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 was something that you just wanted that you just enjoyed or liked or you were having a good time with, and there wasn't any awareness of this other layer underneath it. Exactly. The need for approval. Yeah. Exactly. You know, the, the, the way I, I realized it was because I went to one of my hedonistic happenings, and uh, we were a bunch of people being cool around the pool and stuff like that. And there was a girl that I was attracted to and a man that I was attracted to. And so I was kind of trying to flirt with both. And I realized that with the man, I was positioning myself under, you know, like trying to be approved, showing to him how good I was. You know, I can cook lasagna for you if you want, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. While with the girl... I was treating her as a super interesting person and a peer, you know, which I have, ne and then I was saying, no, I have to have the same attitude with the guy. And without me even noticing, I would instead assume, uh, I would go to those behaviors like, oh, ah, ha, 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 that's so funny what you said, even if it wasn't funny at all, you know, like this kind of stuff. Now I'm a little bit exaggerating to give you the idea, but it was yeah, a little I bit more subtle, yeah. but to give you yeah. the idea. And I was, mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, you know, so to, it, it, what you're describing is one of the problems with doing awareness practice. We are going to see things that we've never seen before, simply because we're here and we're paying attention. Now, all this stuff has been going on, right? All of it's been going on. One of the things, of course, that a lot of women notice as they start catching on to this sort of thing is that they, they treat women uh, in a way that's very different from the way they treat men, and it has nothing to do with attraction. It has to do with women are competition, and what the, what the women are competing for is the approval of the men. And so it's interesting that you realize that you, treat, you tend to treat women as peers and men as superior or, or someone that you, that you need to get that approval from. So, yeah, I, I mean, to me it's just it's kind of catching on to something that uh, the kind of thing, the kind of thing that's going on everywhere with us all the time, but we're meant never to see it. And I don't just mean gender or uh, uh, sexuality stuff or any of that. I mean, with the way we are with everything, with everything. We are conditioned to have a particular orientation and conditioned not to see it. That's how ego is successful. Exactly. And I can't believe the suffering that this thing caused. I'm, I'm so curious about uh, what... Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So I'm so thankful yeah. for that. Well, you know, uh, if you go into, uh, so, you know, you and I were raised in different cultures, and now you're choosing to live in a culture that's different from the culture that you were raised in. So you certainly know about cultural things, and you certainly know about society, the levels of society, um, you know, the, the whole beyond uh, any gender issues, you know, education, socioeconomics, you know, all, all of these kinds of things. And then you throw in something like race, right? And, uh, uh, and, and the ways that people suffer and cause suffering out of conditioning that they don't know they have. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I also noticed that because I was noticing that men, like for example, this guy or other men uh, I, I noticed, don't notice this, let's say, privilege that they, that they have, you know, that kind of a lot of women are kind of fighting for them or trying to make them feel good and cool. But then I was like, yes, but I'm a, I live in a upper class, very upper class in a third world country and I have a lot of privileges that I totally take for granted. So yeah. I'm in the same situation and he was like, wow, you know, who yes. am I to yeah. oh, yes. oh, them, what you a, know? What a fabulous connection. Yes. You know, the whole, uh, well, you know, my life is the way it is. This is a this is big one for privileged people because I work hard. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe I do, maybe I don't. Uh, but my working hard pays off a lot more than the working hard of somebody who is not privileged. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really helpful to see, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And if we don't, if we don't do anything with it, Isota, other than, huh? <laughs> uh, okay, I, I. I want to see more about this. I, I, where else am I blind? What, what else am I just assuming? What, what else have I never questioned? You know, I, I, want, I want to see it. Not because I've been a bad, ignorant person and I need to feel bad, but just simply because conditioning, you know, we, we use that word about 12 times in every sentence, right? Um, and, and we can kind of almost lose uh, the sense of what exactly we're talking about, to realize that we are completely brainwashed into whatever orientation we are brainwashed into. It's not, it's not like, oh, yeah, yeah, I really do see life the way it is, and I have conditioning in these certain... No, no. Everything about the way I see everything is conditioned. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I can also see how cool that... Uh, uh, so it makes sense to go and have all these experiences because it's not the experience per se, but it is what... Uh, what I find out, I would never have realized it, or it would have taken me much longer yes. if I haven't yes. been in, in that yes. situation. And so, yes. and and so yes. it's super useful. It's super useful, and it's not, uh, it's not like we have to go out and add experiences, right? If we just pay attention <laughs> to the experiences that we find ourselves in, we're going to see it all. Exactly. Oh, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. Aren't and also, you glad that see... you got unmuted? See there? Uh, thank you, Michael. Oh, th- oh thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> deep, 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 deep. Thank deep, you, deep, so deep, 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 <laughs> And good show to you. Go happy. Thanks for joining us, Susetta. And Sherry, when we have these conversations, what always drops in for me is, you know, and if I can see all of that and not feel bad and not go to self-hatred, then I have a much better chance of seeing more and learning and yes. all of that. Yes. And, you know, if, if, I mean, it's, it, it gets so obvious when we see it, but it's not obvious at all until we do. You know, if we, we look around at the world and why do people act the way they act and what, what is the matter with them that, Well, they're conditioned that way, right? They are acting out of the conditioning that they have, just like I'm acting out of mine and you're acting out of yours. And it's only when we, first of all, we recognize that as a process, right, that that there, that's helpful. And then we start looking at the content. You know, well, uh, I bet Sota really likes Italian food. Now I do too, but say I didn't, right? Um, uh, because why? Well, because <laughs> she was raised on it, right? And why might somebody uh, in Germany prefer German food and somebody from China prefer Chinese food? Why? Why do those things taste better to them? Well, because they're conditioned. Right? It's not that one thing necessarily tastes better than another. It's just what you grew up eating, and therefore that's what you like. And the whole, the whole thing lacks that same lack of mystery, however that sentence should be constructed, right? That's all that's going on. Why, why are we the way we are? Because we've been brainwashed into being that way. There. Now we're, now we're waking up out of that. Now we're seeing that process for what it is, and we can get fascinated with the content of it. Yes, yes, and not take it personally, which is, see, oh, oh, these are the ways yeah. that I've been conditioned. That's right. No, there's no harm. There's no harm about it all. I don't mm-hmm. have to blame my parents. I don't have to, you know, <laughs> I don't have to do any of that. It's just, well, that just makes total sense. Yeah, okay. Well, that's mm. really interesting, but I don't need to believe it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's the, you know, I don't need to start killing people over it. I don't need to, you know, make laws to prevent people mm-hmm. from or that sort of thing. I can just know, okay, well, I was conditioned to believe that way. Other people weren't. Okay, well, where's the place that's most compassionate for all? A great place to always end up at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we have another caller here, Sherry. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hello, Sherry. Hello, Michael. It's Gabriel. Hi, Gabriel. Hey, Gabriel. Hi. I want to keep that conversation going about the way we're conditioned and bring it into um, relationships, Um, because I'm in a relationship uh, with someone from a different culture, uh, than I am and conditioned differently uh-huh. than I am. Mm-hmm. And um, I find that to be a great opportunity um, for me to see all the ways in which ego um, just gets its hands in it. So um, 
I'm from a very kind of vivacious, lively culture. I grew up in the Dominican Republic, and it's a small island, and people are, you know, very happy-go-lucky, and just everything is a party and all that stuff. Um, and my partner is more uh, from uh, here, the United States. So, uh-huh. um, so it's just that he's more regimented and planned, and I'm more spontaneous and all that stuff that comes from being from his culture and my culture. And Ego has a field day with me around how this can't work and it's awfully wrong, but um, I, I know in my heart that this is a great opportunity for both of us. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. you can see neither one, it, neither one is right, in quotes, if, if you have to be that way all the time. Right? Bills need to be paid. Happy-go-lucky dancing in the street isn't going to do it, right? You have to sit down and pay the bills, right? And, mm-hmm. and paying the bills isn't the only thing that matters in life. Sometimes, you know, going out for a, a, a great meal and dancing uh, is, is just the thing, right? So it, 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 if, if we have the ability to be in the moment and not just locked into our own orientation – then everybody benefits. Yeah, and there's a richness that comes from that um, intercultural dating because there's a uh, opportunity for both of us to enrich each other's conditioning, if that's the way I guess we would put it. By um, well, uh, or uh, or uh-huh. to help one another see the conditioning and see whether it's something you want to cling to. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. beyond beyond seeing, oh, this is just the way I'm conditioned to see it, which, you know, I have lots of opportunity to do that in the relationship, and same for him, a uh, lot of mm-hmm. opportunity. And luckily, we can both talk about it like this. And if I, you know, if irritation comes up, I could be like, oh, conditioning is blah, blah, blah. We can talk like that, which is really cool. Um, but beyond that, um, so that's just the way I'm brainwashed. That's just the way he's brainwashed, and we can openly talk about that. Um, there's, there's this, I, would you call it like an unconditioned place that, that um, is intelligent and responds to what's most compassionate for all? Is that center or uh, the... Well, it, uh... Of course, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, that gets really dicey because we kind of want to get a sense of what that is, and that, that, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. But there's being present, right? There, there's what is in the moment, okay? So, um, you know, you, you go, you, you're going to go for a drive, and, uh, and uh, you're going to blow up one of the tires, Okay. So you can watch each of you uh, react to the situation, right? So maybe uh, one person wants to say, well, you know, if you took better care of the car, if you were more responsible about the, uh, and the other person, <laughs> the other person wants to say, hey, well, you know, this is, uh, this is just uh, where we are. So this is a great opportunity for us to go for a walk. Well, you know, whatever it is. And, are you spying and, on us? <laughs> and uh, and uh, and you find one another really irritating in that circumstance because why can't he just see? Well, why can't he just see? Well, why mm-hmm. do, you know? So I want to maintain my position, and you are keeping me from maintaining my position, and vice versa. But what what do we really have going on? We have a blowout, right? And so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how we got here. It doesn't matter whether somebody checked the tires or didn't check the tires. Or it, it doesn't matter. The reality is we have a blowout. Okay? That's really all that's going on. So we would probably like to get it fixed. So uh, then we set about doing that. And there's nothing about it that keeps a person from having a good time. 
which yeah. is not the same, which is not the same as life is a party in the street. Because part mm-hmm. of having a good time is realizing everything that everybody's got going about this and finding that place that's most compassionate for all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so really quickly switching gears, there's this thing happening, and I don't know anyone else to bring this up to but you, where um, conditioning keeps dropping away and like all the stories that try to stick to anything they kind of get diffused really quickly and i'm like back in the present um Mm -hmm. just noticing that all all there is is now and it it keeps like happening and happening and happening um Mm -hmm. it's and and so all this like anxiety or fear or worry about the future or worry about if the relationship is going to work, worry about if I'm going to pay the bills and all that stuff is like kind of like um, being sucked by a vacuum of, of presence or something like that. And um, there are these like physical reactions to that. And um, I, I was just wondering... Like, 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 give me one, Gabriel. What kind of a physical reaction? Just like a, a feeling that everything is coming into focus. And so I will be walking and I will feel the unevenness of the ground underneath me. Um, mm-hmm. and, the, and then there's just like this, uh, it's almost like I'm coming into reality or the present. I don't know how else to say it. Um, and I can feel my bones and I can feel my, my, my eyesight, uh, the difference between the two eyes. I can feel like the imbalances in my body. Like I can really feel um, the nuances in, in the, the visual field and I can hear sound better and I can just taste my saliva, all that kind of stuff. And it like, it keeps happening um, over and over again. And, the thing that's kind of um, I'm, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because there's this like feeling of like this is really unfamiliar to me and really weird, but not living in, in these stories and in this worry and in this concern. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, let I me just, ask you I, this, Gabriel. Yeah. Let yeah. me ask you this about it. So um, back to the the one we had before. Within this, without a story, can you pay the bills? Do you show up for appointments? Do you get out of bed in the morning? Do you um, do you take responsibility for the things that maintain your life? I I'm kind of built that way uh, to to do those things. I'm I'm not really much of a dropout type. I'm I'm kind of built to like take well, no, care. No, I'm of not talking about I'm not talking about built to uh, because that's your that's your partner, <laughs> right? He's really built to take uh-huh. care of every detail. But no, I'm, not, I'm not talking about that. I mean, as you're going along and, and you can feel all of this, it, when it's time to, uh, when it's time to uh, pick up the groceries or it's time to start the something or other, it's time to send an email or it's, uh, you know, is that as, <clears throat> excuse me, is that as present for you? as sensing the sidewalk? Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. So the only thing that's really uh, missing is the stories that previously kept you in your head rather than actually in your life. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it, there seems to be an adjustment happening. It. I, I, there was a strong conditioned belief that without those stories, I couldn't really function. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's why people continue them. Yes. And what we get to see, of course, as we practice more is those keep me from functioning. <laughs> those are what I'm doing instead of uh, what is here for me to do in life. So, yeah, it, I, I definitely... It's funnier... It's funny you're saying that, yeah, because I think I'm functioning a lot better now. I'm answering oh. the email much quicker, and I'm paying the bill Absolutely. much quicker, and yeah. yeah. Absolutely. 
Yes, we, uh, it, it, the more present we are, the more effective, the more efficient, the more productive, the more everything we are. Not to mention, the happier. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Those stories yeah, like, are completely unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, I, right. I, I, yeah, like I just feel sane. I guess that would be the word. Yes. Yes, here mm-hmm. and sane. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Great. All <laughs> right. Well, thank you, sir. Well, thank you for taking my call, and thanks, Michael. You're welcome. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us, Gabriel. And Sherry, we are going to hear from our reflective listening program, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. All right, sounds good. Thank you. You're welcome. Recording and listening is one of the most powerful tools for ending suffering. RL is based on a radical idea that rather than being lost in a conversation and conditioned mind, we can live in a conversation about what's true, what's real, what's arising in life in the moment. With recording and listening, we develop the powerful skill of directing the attention, enabling us to access the wisdom, love, and compassion that is our authentic nature. We have two RL classes to train in this amazing tool and experience its benefits. The first is a five-week experiential class designed for newcomers and old-timers alike. We'll do exercises together in class to learn the techniques. Then between classes, we'll practice those techniques. The second, True Reflections, lasts six weeks and builds on the first class assisting us to further cultivate a friendship of a lifetime that will support us through the undulations of a human existence. These courses are offered quarterly. Please check the website and look for announcements for upcoming start dates. Experience the joy of presence with the support of recording and listening. Welcome back to Open Air. And Sherry, we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Sherry. Hi, Michael. It's Barbara in Australia. Hi, Barbara. Well, hello, Barbara. Hi. What's going on? Oh, well, um, what's going on? Um, Yeah, right at the moment, there's a bit of sort of uh, identification going on around um, making decision making around caring for my sort of chronic health condition around the more immediate sort of situation with the virus and with the virus yes with COVID yeah. yes with um yeah. yeah so kind of needing to have a medical appointment for something and um yeah trying to determine kind of i guess risk assessment and urge you know fact, yeah. trying to trying to discern whether there's urgency going on can i afford to leave it for a while um how important is it does it have to happen all of those sort of questions mm-hmm. so all those um questions that conditioned mind would love to just torture you with around the clock right yeah, I mean, I, I had something booked for tomorrow, um, you know, physical therapy appointment, and I've just been feeling uncomfortable about it. And um, I did talk it through with someone this morning and, and thought, yeah, it's not urgent. I can let that go. Um, but the other, there's another thing that's a much more less... Well, there's, it's sort of... Um, yeah, there's something that I can't let go. It's it, I, it's just a question of how much time have I got. Um, we're sort of in the middle of an outbreak here at the moment and in lockdown, and um, it's hasn't peaked yet. So I'm, yeah, it's an interesting kind of scenario. Yeah, yeah, it it really is, and uh, and that is such a such a difficult place you're in because. Uh, you know, we do read about medical people, well, medical people, my God, so if they're less than, just bless them, right? Um, you yes. know, they're concerned yes. about people 
uh, postponing things that that they it would really be better to take care of, um, and then they're concerned about yeah, but we actually don't have the wherewithal to take care of people the way we want to because we're you know there's this other thing going on that is demanding all of the time and attention, and so finding that finding that balance, you know, uh, discerning as you say, you know, is yeah. Uh, where are you in the most danger? <laughs> yeah. 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 And I, well, I mean, what I saw this morning in the process that was happening this morning was um, the conditioning was getting hold of. Um, oh, well, you know, you can't. The appointments tomorrow. You, you, it was a cancellation that I got offered, and I said yes to it today. And then, so how can you ring back today and say, "Oh no, I don't want it because I feel anxious about it." So that, they're the sorts of ways that conditioning kind of gets hold of it, and and talks me into taking risks because yeah. I don't want to be the bad, the wrong person. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Uh, yes. And then when you step back from it like that, you realize, wait a minute, is is that something I want to die over? Uh, yes. Probably not. You know, somebody yeah. thinking, well, she certainly is irresponsible. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, say it again. I was just going to say, it's a, it's the same process, but the stakes are really high with this because it's that same process where you know, conditioning talks you into doing something and then sure enough, if I'd gone ahead and had that appointment, afterwards conditioning would be making me terrified for having oh, done it. yes. Oh, no, yeah, what did you do that for, you know? That's, that's, yeah, and if, God forbid, uh, you did get infected, I mean, you just, you would absolutely never hear the end of it. So with, with ego, what we know is we just cannot win. Right? And so the, the, the choices we make have to be choices that we're willing to live with, regardless of what the ego voices want to do to us. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's what, that's what it comes down to. So when you look at it, I don't know, I can't quite go with the time difference here, um, but, so I don't know how much time you have before this appointment, uh, but you know, you could, it, would it, you'll sleep and then wake up in the morning and then the appointment is that day? Yeah, I mean, I've already cancelled it, Sherry, so that, that, oh. that one's out of the way. I cancelled that, but there's something else that I, is not cancellable. Um, you know, there's some skin cancers I've got to deal with, but, and I don't know um, the time frame for how immediate that is, yeah. so... Yeah, it's yeah. those sorts of things like being prepared to, to ring the plastic surgeon and ask, could you consult over the phone and, you know, ask for yeah, special consideration. Yeah. Yeah, could we do a Zoom? I have, I have underlying health conditions. I'm, yeah, it, it, it's, 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 it's really dangerous. Yes, yes, you can certainly take all of those steps, can't you? Yeah, yeah, and just get information. Question. Yeah, get information about. That's that's right. That is so not my conditioned way of being. So it's um, it's interesting just to see that kind of wow. What what conditioning is prepared for me to to not do for my own sort of safety? Oh, yeah. And so we get a chance to see. It doesn't care if you die. It it really yeah. does not care if you die. All it cares about is having this uh, controlling relationship with you. That's, that's its only motivation. And so for you to uh, look at, okay, so somebody think I'm paying the neck. Good. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, to, you know, I, I, I want them to take care of themselves in every way that feels good to them. And I'm going to take care of myself the best I can in every way that's not dangerous or harmful or hurtful for somebody else. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And and with that, you know, we look at, um, <coughs> excuse me, so um, I, I haven't been to the dentist since the pandemic started. 
Okay. Well, <laughs> that's not good. That's not good for your teeth. Okay. But you know what? I'm all right with that. It, yeah. Now that's not for everybody. But when I look at it, I'm all right with that. I will. I will risk that because I. I don't. The, it, when I look at the two possible outcomes. I'd rather something happen to my teeth than that I get COVID. So there, there we are. Now somebody else might make a different choice about that, and that's fine. It's that I know that when I go to the dentist, eventually the dentist says, what were you thinking not to? I will be able to say what I was thinking was, this is the choice that I wanted to make. This is the one I was comfortable with. There. Now we're good. It is really such a such a situation of each individual, you know, discerning for themselves um, what is appropriate, and for everybody, it's different. That's it. And the other one that we all share, all of us who do practice, right? That we all share all the time is whatever we decide, we are not entertaining any ego voices. Nobody gets to tell us that we, what we did was wrong. I'm sorry. No. Nope. Not happening. Yeah. Yeah, I, do, I have so you much gratitude. So I, I do remember that, Sherry, that. and I'm, okay. I'm forever grateful that I've learnt that through this practice and no review. Yeah. And it's, it's a life changer, really, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. It is. It, because... Uh, it, it's the difference between being tortured for every little picayune thing that happens and being free. So, yeah. you know, I may have done something and it turned out to be not, uh, you know, not the, <laughs> the, the thing that uh, I was hoping would happen. Okay, good. I, I learned something. It's fine. It's not a problem. I'm not going to be beaten. Yeah. I remember years ago on a call, or hearing you say on a call, um, trusting ourselves and things going well are two completely different processes. And it was just so powerful. It was like there's so much conditioning to think, you know, if I'm if I'm doing the right, you know, if I'm trusting myself, then I'm going to get a good outcome. You know, That's it. yeah, yeah, and nothing yeah. nothing yeah. bad will happen. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and actually, all it means is uh, I'll enjoy myself and my life regardless of circumstances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, thank you so much. All right. <laughs> so much. It's Whoa, lovely to get so on. Welcome. And I'm here, I'm here for the you. year-long retreat. I, never, I can't call in. It's the middle of the night, but I'm, I'm listening every day. So I'm there. Oh, good. Oh, good. I'm so glad because, of course, I'm aware that we haven't heard from you in a long time. So, uh, yeah. so that's that's great. I'm I'm glad to know that that's that's the reason. But you are with us. I am there. All right. Excellent. Okay. All right. Thanks, Sherry. Thanks, Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Barbara. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us, Barbara. That was a great conversation, Sherry. And I love, I, what was it, 2013 that we gave up feeling bad? Yes, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. So. You know what, Michael? We ought to bring it around again, right? Because it's been, what is that, seven years, uh, eight years or whatever it is? Yes. You know, we can forget. So we might, oh, yes. we might have to do another, uh, get a booster, booster shot of <laughs> booster not feeling shot. bad so that we all remember. Yeah, no matter what, not feeling bad. Nope, not nope. us. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, it's the yeah. best kind of booster shot. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, and here is another caller. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hey, Michael. Hey, Sherry. It's Jodine in California. Hi, Jodine. Hey, Jodine. Hey. I'd stand in line for that booster shot, actually. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think we, yeah, we can't get that one too often, can we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad to talk with you today. Um, I have this thing going on, and I know that a big part of it is a a story from conditioning. 
Um, but that's kind of as far as I've gotten with it. <laughs> um, oh, <that's> <laughs> and, um, and so um, the, the kind of content is that um, I've been dealing with um, Parkinson's disease for eight years now. Um, it's been that long? It, it wow. blows my mind, I tell you, every, every anniversary. Um, actually, it was 2013 when I was diagnosed. Um, and um, and what, what's happening for me these days is um, I have a sense of something that's kind of changing for me um, in my, I don't know, life experience, um, which is that things are kind of um, bland and or tasteless, say, not, not food, but like my, my life experience um, seems to have changed slowly um, just to where it's, it's, it doesn't have the same kind of oomph um, that, that it used to have or something. Um, and, and it's a very tricky place. Um, I've, I've dealt with depression a lot. And it, it doesn't feel like the kind of depression, like, I don't feel like doing anything, ho-hum. Um, it's, it's more like um, I just can't seem to get motivated. If I think of something I might want to do in the moment, um, I don't feel a lot of motivation to do it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, okay, yeah. let's, let's just look at that one. So uh, yeah. you, you think of something to do, or, and I, I'm guessing that you're indicating it's kind of a, it drops in. It's not a, well, I should do the dishes. It's not that. It's something that on another occasion, you, 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 you suspect you would have been enthusiastic about. It. You would have had energy for it. And now you really don't. Um, almost exactly. Um, it's not that I don't have energy for it. It's that it doesn't seem motivating. Uh-huh. And, and uh, Jodine, tell me what motivating means. What, what, what does that mean? So, um, so it's like I would, so, so let's say going for a walk, okay? I'm, I'm in my house and I think about going for a walk and, um, uh, you know, and, and some resistance comes up and, you know, whatever, a, a condition story might start. Um, but then when I really think about, like, imagining myself going on the walk, um, it's like, well, I'm probably going to feel like I felt the last time I went on a walk, which is, like, not very engaged, not, like, almost like not really enjoying it. Okay, I think I I think I got your number here, sister. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, you know that expression that that uh, that colorful expression we use of sucking the life out of you. I sure. suspect that's what's going on. Okay, uh, and I'll t and I'll tell you why. Uh, the the sequence of it is there. You are in your house. And it occurs to you to go for a walk. Now, in in uh, awareness practice lingo, of course, we would say it drops in, right? It it just occurs to you, go for a walk. And then the conversation from ego starts in. Well, you know, last time you went for a walk, you didn't really enjoy it that much. Probably going to be the same thing again. Why? Okay, so. I, I suspect it's not a question of motivation because you, you would have had the motivation, I'm betting, if that conversation hadn't started. Because oh. it occurred to you 
yeah, it occurred to you to go for a walk, and if you'd gone for a walk, I suspect you would have enjoyed going for a walk. But what got between you and the walk, what got between you and the front door, was uh, ego that is going to take that enthusiasm for going for a walk, take that enthusiasm, and turn it into a conversation that's going to suck the energy out of you. Yes, I'm very, I'm very familiar with that process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and you just described it. You just described it perfectly. Right. And then what, what conditioned mind wants to do is make it about you not being motivated. Yes. Which is not, which is not the point at all, but it is a way to make it your fault. Right? Well, right. Maybe there's just something wrong. And right. then, of course, what it would like to do, if it can... Well, let's tie that into uh, Parkinson's disease. Into the Parkinson's, right, which is like yeah, very well known. That, that's right. Yeah. If that's it, then uh, then it all gets lumped into that same, uh, you know, sucks to be you uh, package, right, of, uh, well, and this is what's wrong, and there's really nothing that you can do about it, although... Vaguely, it is your fault because uh, somehow you're the wrong person because if you weren't the wrong person, you wouldn't have this disease in the first place. We don't know how all of that worked, but we're pretty sure it's your fault. It's your fault. Yeah, in the same way that, you know, when you were depressed, that was your fault and, uh, you know, all of those kinds of things. You know, it all... at this point, especially for somebody who's been practicing as long as you have, it's not going to come right out and say it. But it's an underlying, uh, just a sense that, that you know, yeah, you're the wrong person. You know, other people, they're not having this life experience. It, it's you, Jody. It's you. Right. I mean, I think the... Um I guess what I'm think what's dropped in as you're t- as you're saying this is like you know what is the difference between this circumstance and say being depressed and not wanting to go out, um, mm-hmm. and the I think the thing to pay attention to or perhaps I don't know if you're pointing at this um, is is when I'm walking, what is my experience of walking? That's right. That's right. And, and Jodine, I would say it's not that different. At least in my experience, it's not that different from depression. It's the, you know, it's how ego controls us. So, uh, you know, why, how do I maintain depression? Well, <laughs> you know, I do what ego says. And, and what it's doing constantly is just sucking the life force out, which I think is the great definition of depression, right? So... Uh, you know, it would be good for me to walk and get the energy moving and that sort of thing, but then I get talked out of it, and then I get called depressed, and then, again, somehow being depressed makes me the wrong person, and uh, that's what's wrong with me, and that's why my life doesn't work. And and it all comes Mm. down to the same process, which is I'm, I'm given the life force that's mine to ego. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, and the now way it's around just it, of calling course, me. The way around it. The way around it is when it drops in to go for a walk. You just put your shoes on and go for a walk. No yeah. conversation about it. No, how, what it was like last time. Who cares what it was like last time? This is this time, right? And you just do it. You you just don't have that conversation. Whatever it is, drops in to do the dishes. Do the dishes. Drops in to send that email. Send the email. Do whatever drops in. Not not that uh, that hectoring, nagging, pushing you voice to uh, do 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 the email. Do the email. You, you need to do email. You need to do you need to do not that one. We're not talking about that. It's when it just drops in, and when we get a little distance, we realize, oh, well, it is the perfect time to do that. Sure, yes, that's what I'm going to do. And we just, life just guides us through life. Now it's time for this, now it's time for this, now it's time for this, now it's time for And life is kind of impeccable. Life is what? 
Life's timing is impeccable. Life's timing is impeccable. Okay, great. So maybe yeah, I can do the, the uh, commitment buddies, and my commitment can be to, um, to, to do what life drops in. Yes, yeah, just it, three times during the day, Jodine. Yeah. Three times during the day. Yeah? Uh, yeah? On three occasions, you're going to be aware of what life has guided you to do, and you're going to get up and do it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I love that. Let me know. Okay. Me know. I will. All right. Thanks, okay. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us, Jodine. Another fabulous conversation, Sherry. Well, and we are at. Alike, aren't we, Michael? Yes. Yes. Shockingly and uh, wonderfully, and. Uh, yeah, and refreshingly and comfortingly and yes. encouragingly. Right. We yes. are all just alike. Yeah. Yeah, it's and so relaxing. Of, it is so relaxing. Uh, we don't have to take any of this personally. Now, mm-hmm. we do have to find our way through it, right? <laughs> and in each of these conversations, that's, that's what's going on. The specifics of, the, of my circumstances, I do need to find my way through. But it, it's only, you know, the difference between the red one, the green one, the blue one, or the orange one. It, that's it, right? The process is exactly the same. Ego is attempting to mess me up. How is it doing that? <laughs> and how do, I, how do I not go along with that? How do I pay attention to the still small voice that is guiding me so that I have the, the, the peace and joy and freedom that is life? Right? That, that is the same for every one of us, which is why it's so nice that we get to do this together. Yes, and to have great guidance and so many bodhisattvas and great oh. sangha and yeah. practice after practice after program after email class after. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly so. All right. Well, thank you so much, Michael. Thank you, Sherry. Take care. Take care. Good night. Go happy. Good night. Go happy.